Welcome to Avowedcast, the fan community podcast for Obsidian Entertainment's future RPG game titled Avowed. This is a podcast for fans by fans. We're not affiliated with Obsidian in any way, but we promise, we promise we would never make them play an open world game without any maps. Today, in the continual absence of any news about Avowed, we thought we would all reflect on our recent playthrough of Starfield. So sit back and enjoy. Three seconds, Ishii. Then you can have the eyes. One. Two. Three. Uh, welcome to Valcast, everyone. We're here today. We're going to jump in and talk about our impressions of Starfield because we don't have avowed news and we're not giving up. We're keeping this podcast going uh regardless of whether you don't want us to or not obsidian we're doing it so we're here to talk about starfield because we've all played it everyone here today has played some of it um and we want to jump in the conversation because it just released last month and we've given it enough time we feel at this point to give it a fair uh and fairer and balanced uh impression um and uh we've all also played many other uh, Bethesda RPGs. So we're going to jump into that in a little bit, but I want to go around and see what people have been playing other than Starfield. You have to give me something other than Starfield. So I will start with Remoran. What have you been playing other than Starfield? Other than Starfield. I f- well, after finishing Starfield, I did AC Mirage. I finished the, that Assassin's Creed. Great game. Um, and I'm also in the middle of a playthrough of um, Cyberpunk full path tracing on it looks incredible Ooh. like geez like sir if you guys have not tried cyberpunk full path tracing if you don't have a computer that runs it i think you can do that that geforce now thing yeah yeah because they it looks freaking incredible like it's the best game i've looking game that i've ever played wow that's a compliment for sure yeah um i agree even on the even when I played it on the Xbox at max settings on the Xbox, it was still gorgeous. So I can only imagine with them adding all of the buffs and effects they have over the past year or so. I'm sure that it's gorgeous. Parenthesis, what have you been doing? I've been playing Factorio with the Questorio 2 overhaul mod. So new types of raw resources, new types of intermediaries, new fact, new machines, new technologies, that sort of thing. Beat it too. So uh, wow, I purchased that. Um, I have it, and I came close to going full force with it. But I, I don't know. I need to. I just need to do it. I just need to do it. Um, I'm so excited about that game because it looks like my kind of game. If we have you have the time and hours overlap, I can we can I can join you in multiplayer and give you a primer. Ooh, okay. I I'll take. I'll probably take you up on that. That sounds like fun. Yep. Um, Jesse, what have you been doing other than Starfield? <laughs> um, I've been da- bouncing between uh, Dark and Darker and uh, Sea of Thieves because I have some Ooh. friends I've been playing with a lot, and I'm currently at like 700 hours in Sea of Thieves. So Whoa. We're, yeah, we're we're hitting all the really cool late okay. game stuff. And I don't want to delay this any, but I kind of want your impressions. Have they already released the the patch that's supposed to allow you to fully solo it? Is that out? Um, it's not a patch. It's uh, it's an alternative game mode. It's because Sea of Thieves is a is a PVEVP game, and that's like at the heart of it. Player interaction is right. what makes it a pirate game, really. 
Because <clears throat> if you're not doing that, then you're just grinding out stuff, and it's it gets really boring. Uh, okay. The most fun of the game comes from interacting with other people, really. Um, so they do. They have uh, an alternative game mode that they're working on. I don't, I don't think they've released it yet. That's called Safer Seas, and um, basically, it l- does let you play the game by yourself. But right, it name, you. by the way. It, yeah, <laughs> it, it handicaps you basically. Like you, um, it you have to get level fifty with three different trading companies to become a pirate legend. And Safer Seas, you can only get to level forty max. Um, uh, you get a third of the money and rewards for. Um, <laughs> Uh, a third of the money and rewards for turning in loot and stuff. Uh, so it's like the developers said, "Fine, go ahead, and we'll, we'll give you this damn, we'll give right, you this right. damn easy mode that you want so bad, but we're not, you're not going to be able to do everything in it." And, I feel uh, like that's yeah. a game a little bit like Destiny in that when it came out and it, it is, a, it's kind of like Eve Online too. It attracted that audience, that core people who are just like obsessed and love it. And then people like me who are curious and think I would really love it, but I don't even know where to get started. And then if I jump on a ship, I'm just going to get blown to shit in the first three minutes, right? So it's like uh, quake all over again. Not always. Not always. There's a really, really steep learning curve. It took me like four or five separate attempts to really get into the game. But honestly, the... All that happened was I made friends with some guys uh, in the game because we sank each other. Oh, <laughs> and, okay. uh, but they had more manpower, so I just I basically tricked them and I I sank them when they didn't realize they were getting sunk. And uh, and now we're friends. And we play a like a lot together. And um, very cool. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just it takes a lot of time to get into, but. Um, <clears throat> uh the game more or less the game kind of guides you into what you should do when you're first starting out okay good then i need to i need to give it a try then if you ever want to play let me know man we're always looking for more people and i just started a guild so i'm always looking for more people to uh join that okay then i have my connection so we shall see um gingerino what are you doing uh i've been playing lies of pp Oh, okay. Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, it's Dark Souls Pinocchio. That's pretty much all you need to know. If you like I Dark Souls or Souls-like games, and you want the gimmick of Pinocchio and Geppetto and Sophia and Jiminy Cricket and all that stuff, then Lies of P is the game for you. It's actually how, very well done. I will. How give would it you that. rate the difficulty of it among the Dark Souls games uh, and even Elden Ring? Where does it fall as far as challenge? Um, well, I'm not like a veteran of the souls like genre, so it's not an easy thing for me to, I've played Bloodborne, Elden Ring, Wolong, which some people say aren't like that. And then a game called Ashen. So, um, I would say it's fairly difficult. Like when it is hard, it gets really hard. There's a couple difficulty spikes, uh, like in two bosses in particular that are reasonably difficult, but the rest of the game, I found that if you just have the persistence you usually push like i was able to push through most encounters in one or two game sessions granted i don't play for very long just because i have a kid um but yeah if if you're jonesing for a traditional dark souls game this is very well done right it's on game pass right it's available yeah it's on game pass so you you may as well just just try it yeah if you have game pass all right fair enough 
Yeah, it sounds interesting, and the graphics look pretty cool. So it they do they reinvent a couple mm-hmm. mechanics as well. Like they don't reinvent the whole genre, but like they let you split your weapons in half and then mix them with other weapons, which is really cool. And it lets mm-hmm. it makes you feel more free with weapons. And I don't if anyone's played a Souls like I know that sometimes you're like I don't want to reinvest into a whole new weapon and a whole new move set. I don't know. But this makes it a lot easier. So, anyways, I won't belabor it too long. It's a fun game. If you like that stuff, then you'll enjoy it. Cool. Well, I've been doing Baldur's Gate 3. I jumped back into that uh, mm-hmm. when I'm not playing Starfield, which is not often, actually. I put an incredible amount of time into Starfield because I wanted to give it a fair shot um, because I had heard the rumors that, you know, you have to get past a certain number of hours. The beginning of the game is not well designed to engage and grab you, and you kind of have to push yourself. And, and to an extent, I agree with that, and t- we'll talk about that later in the podcast, mm-hmm. but... Um, yeah, that's kind of what I've been doing. Now, I did want to hit some news updates. Uh, we, as of now, Microsoft completed its purchase of Activision Blizzard King. Yay, I Woo! guess. <laughs> and the best thing about it, here's the best thing about when they finished it. Almost 15 minutes after Phil Spencer put his tweet up, Sony put a tweet up saying, what did they say? We've got $5 billion to spend we're ready to shop or something like, did you guys see that? <laughs> yeah. Not it was hilarious. That. It was like, <laughs> Oh my God, sour grapes. Anyone? I mean, Honestly. dude, it just makes you look so bad when you do something like that. I just, I don't know. But anyway, I, they're going to buy something soon. I'm sure because their investors are probably hounding them. You know, how could you let this happen? Are you expanding? So there's rumors that they're looking at square Enix. There's rumors that they're looking at, um, the Rockstar parent company, which is Take Two, right? Um, yeah, yeah oh. and a couple of others, I guess, are on their list. Cool. Square Enix is already owned by Tencent. Oh, so. really? So they're yeah. off the table then. I think they they own a, a, a like a majority stake or so or a large stake. I think. Um, I don't okay. think they technically. I was under like the impression them. they owned them like outright. No, they own like 60% oh, own of the industry. Yeah, yeah, they own a percentage. They own like a crazy amount. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's out. The other news I wanted to bring up is that um, Josh Sawyer recently did an interview with Touch Arcade. Um, and we'll thank Kiwi. Kiwi, I guess, is the one who posted this, and I saw it. Um, mentioned in that interview, they were asking about the Pentiment. It's now we're reaching one year anniversary for Pentiment's release, and um, you know, will there be a Pentiment 2? And basically he said at this point, he's happy with the game as it is. He doesn't really feel like it needs anything more or that he wants to do another one. Um, not that the company won't do another one, but he doesn't right. want to do it. Um, his quote is this, this is a, his direct Ooh. quote. I think it is, if I truly was on an unlimited budget, I think I would try Pillars 3 because I know what the budget was for Pillars 2, Deadfire, which was not a whole lot. And I have heard from multiple people what the budget was for Baldur's Gate 3. And I'm not going to talk about numbers, but if I got that budget, sure, I'll make Pillars 3. <laughs> and what do you guys think of that? <laughs> It it gives me a shred of hope that I'm almost certainly will lead to nowhere, but you know I'll take it anyway. Never gonna happen. It's too much money. Uh, I like the D and D IP can can get a budget like that, but I don't think the pillars IP yeah. can. Yeah, man, they um, got they got a whole community and history back there. The pillars just doesn't have. 
I think the risk for him, and I think it, he may not openly admit it. He is, he does. I mean, as great a guy as he is, he definitely has an ego. So um, <laughs> he he would never admit this, but I'm sure in the back of his head, he's thinking, you know, this was my baby, and if I don't do something, somebody's going to do something eventually, right? I mean, so maybe that's in the back of his head and he's, he's putting that out there. Maybe he's, you know, it's the kind of thing where if, if you're a kid and you want to, and you want to run down to the store to get some candy and you know, the candy costs a buck 50, um, you ask your dad if you can borrow $10, right? (laughs) And he's like, hell no, I'm not giving you $10. And then he's, and you're like, well, okay. And then you'd be sad and pouty. And he's like, here, I'll give you five. So you get two candy bars now. So, Hey, that's a deal. Maybe he's taking that approach or am I, am I hallucinating here? Be honest. I I think he's just making the comment that he would do it, but it would have to be, he'd have to have a lot of money to reach the vision that perhaps he thinks pillars three deserves. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can agree with that. What gets me more excited from that quote is that, um, uh, there's enough interest in Pentiment that they might make another game. I don't, I don't need a Pentiment too, because like that, even Pentiment as a title is too like referential to the actual plot of the game. But I would definitely be okay with another game in the style of Pentiment. I absolutely love that game. He also s- said something I think along the lines of a New Vegas too. He'd even do that if they had it. But mm. I just don't like that. I mean, yeah. not. Maybe a like what Jesse said, maybe like in the same vein, but not Vegas yeah, I again. I think he just says New Vegas 2 as a placeholder for another follow game. I don't know if he meant literally a sequel. Right. To game, but yeah. Anyways, that's you can make a sequel. Uh, they had mentioned like well over a decade ago now that they had wanted to make a, a follow game in New Orleans. That would be great. I love yeah. that setting. I mean, I like that better in Vegas personally. So. Oh yeah, I'm originally from Louisiana, so that would be really, really interesting to see. I'm hopeful that they would do something because I mean, we're not going to see a new single-player follow game until the 2030s, and I'm sure Bethesda is going to want to have something come out. And Obsidian's already made a really good follow game with them before, so well. And we know from the 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 leaked document that came out a month or so ago that there that. Obsidian, I mean that not Obsidian, but Bethesda is working on, uh, you know, Oblivion remake, not remake, uh, remake. Bro- yeah, remaster, and um, what was there? Were some others on that list that surprised me, but so they obviously have their eyes on this as they they did they didn't really do it with Quake, but they kind of made modernized it um, a little bit. Quake Two just kind of re-came out, and so they, they're doing that with games now, so there's possibilities, but... I'm interested to see what a Oblivion remaster would be like. A remake I could see, but a remaster is like... It already like, brings 4K 60 frames. Yeah, what are you oh. going to do? Add God frames? Like, I, yeah. I think Oblivion is ugly, but it's it's pretty in its own ugly way. Well, they have <laughs> mods out there that really, really, if you have if you use all the mods, it looks ridiculous. It oh, looks, yeah. I mean, it's, it's so I'm sure they can pull from that. Who knows? I mean, if it'll really happen, that document, their Xbox officially said, you know, that half of that stuff's not happening. So whatever. Yeah. Um, so we're going to jump into Starfield, but I want to give you some numbers first. Uh, so Starfield was the best selling game on Steam in September 2023 that's even with game pass so that's an impressive number by itself because 
those are people who don't have Game Pass who <laughs> purchase the game on Steam. And we know how many people have Game Pass. So that's impressive that it won September. Um, as it, it was, was also, in, it was also the most wishlisted game on Steam for a very long Oh, year. I didn't know that. Well, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. As of the end of September, Starfield uh, saw over 10 million people exploring space. That was a big number that they were putting up online. Microsoft has projected that Starfield will make over $1 billion in sales revenue alone over the next four years, and they're not calculating in money from Game Pass. That would make it the highest and quickest selling product ever released from Bethesda, even surpassing Skyrim. So we'll see if that really happens. Um, however, a recent trajectory is not so good. <laughs> sales so far in October have steeply declined. And you know what's really weird? Um, is that as those sales have declined, there's another game out there by Bethesda that has doubled its number of subscribers since the beginning of October. That's only like a few weeks. Do you know what game that is? Fallout Zone exists. How did you know that? Because <laughs> they have a couple <laughs> events going on, and I'm a little plugged oh. into the community, and they're all pretty on fire for it. Yeah, it's like skyrocketing. And then and, and, and you know how that works. The more that gets traction, then other people like me are like, oh, well, maybe it's not a piece of shit. And then maybe <laughs> I'll give it a try. And so they can, they've obviously polished it, as you've mentioned in the past, Gingerino, to make it a, a very good game at this point. But when it was released, it got a lot of bad press. Oh, and it was it was hot garbage. Even even players of the game agree. it's It was hot garbage when it came out. Yeah. Uh, but if you haven't played Fallout 76 since like a year after it launched uh, and you're even remotely interested, I'd recommend anyone go check it out. It's a lot. It's much different and much better, in my opinion, than it was. It's way more Fallouty. However, yeah, I would have never okay. expected that. I don't know if those are associated with each other or not. The fact that, um, you know, Starfield has dropped off significantly since the beginning of October. I mean, maybe I don't know, but. And maybe it's the thing you're talking about. They put a they put a lot of PR into it. They're really giving a push to it. Um, maybe as an alternative to Starfield. Anyway, Starfield also affected the sales of Microsoft consoles. Um, so they've seen a huge increase since the release of sales of consoles specifically. And this is interesting. Microsoft has said they have sold more Series S consoles over Series X consoles by 10 to 1. God. Now think about that. I mean, that's, that's, that's the the digital only one, right? Yeah, yeah. That's the little. Yeah. That's the one I got. <laughs> yeah, I know a lot of. I remember seeing a lot of people that were on, on Reddit alone that were talking about buying uh, an Xbox just for Starfield. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. if that's the only thing you're going to get it for, then a Series S makes way more sense. It really does. Yeah. Well, and you're not. I mean, as they've said, the internal components are, are essentially very similar. You know, the storage was the big problem, and there's a couple of other minor issues, but um, for the price, you can't beat it. I mean, geez, I mean, it's very affordable. Um, and if I didn't have an X, I would that's probably what I would buy right and now. And if you've been getting Microsoft rewards points, some people just got it for free. Like, I have enough right now, I can get a Series S with just rewards points. Wow, yeah, like wow, it's, it's well, it, and it's very easy to do. You just you know, you use Bing searches every now and then play a particular Xbox game once a week. Yeah. Like it just, it adds up real quick. So that's crazy. I need to pay attention to that. I definitely need to do that. Um, a PC gamer just this past week released an article that I thought was interesting with all these positive numbers for Starfield, except for obviously the October drop. 
um, PC Gamer released an article where they all their editors got together and they um, ranked their uh, favorite Bethesda RPGs from worst to best. And uh, interesting little article. Um, you should check it out. Mm. But guess which was at the bottom of the list? Uh, Starfield. Is it really Starfield? I was like, I felt like you were leading to that, but I'm like, that's ah, too obvious. I, I want to yeah. say Fallout Four just because, but, but I, I probably will Starfield. Wow. No, it's actually, <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it's. It's pretty pretty awesome because it's uh it goes Starfield. I'll go up the list. I'll go to number one from backwards because people are probably interested in it. So Starfield is the worst according to them. Um, Fallout seventy six is the next on the list. Then Elder Scrolls Arena, Elder Scrolls Online. There is um, no there is no world where Starfield is worse than Arena. That is just even even Daggerfall is just even Arena fans acknowledge that Daggerfall is just Arena, but better. Fallout Four is next. Uh, Daggerfall is ahead of Fallout Four. Um, Fallout Three is next. Then it bumps up to Skyrim, and then you have Oblivion, and the number one, of course, which is a community probably number one favorite and never will end, is Morrowind. <laughs> um, so, and I think I read through these pretty carefully and what the editors were saying was not necessarily that if you were to play all these games today and give each an hour of your time, that this is what you would say is the best game. I think what they were trying to get at with arena and some of the others is that if you look at the landscape of the games, when this came out, um, that it had this particular innovation or this particular thing that it did that kind of, um, jarred the industry a little bit like oblivion the way the reason they said it was so high up is because of that whole uh monsters level with you uh mechanic you know where it, it made it more approachable it made it more open to beginners people who are not dead souls fans you know okay. can actually play for five minutes without dying and so it's like um, an impact thing right like of the, that's, yeah, it's kind of like well, which of these really were innovative? Maybe, maybe is the better way to okay. phrase it. Well, that, that, that that's so kind weird. Of misleading. Yeah, that, that's not a best game. That is most like innovating, which is not the same. There are games with really cool, almost innovative, like like. All right, here's a great one. Order eighteen eighty six or whatever. The graphics in that game are incredible. I mean, like if you look at it, where the PS four was, it, it game changer, right? Yeah, the game really good. not that great. Not that great. The game. Awful game. You know, see what I'm saying? So like, I feel like that list is like that. Very misleading. It doesn't make sense. I can't wait till we talk about Starfield because yeah, I, mean, I totally disagree with that. Yeah, and I think I'm I'm all for having Morrowind be your favorite Bethesda game. That's that's a yeah. Game and the reason they mentioned opinion, Morrowind but... at the top was writing, and that that seemed to be their biggest thing is that. <clears throat> It was yeah, but if it, and it was good. The story was really good. Whereas oh, in the is. other games, it was kind of a side thing. It's fine where uh, their list is at. It, I mean, like where it, it's just my, people's preferences, right? Like you, it's it game is, journalism. But is if weird. you're if you're if you're going on a scale of like innovation and whatever else that you want, then I mean, Morrowind was a big step back in a lot of ways too. I mean, like how how compacted that map is how you can stand on mountain yeah, two yeah. major towns separated by literally just one ridge like 
there there were so many drawbacks to Morrowind. I mean, even even fast travel being uh, taken away because it was in Arena and Daggerfall and then Oblivion and Skyrim. Uh, even though like it adds to, in a lot of ways, it does add to the game. It still takes away, and a lot of people were upset that fast travel was missing initially. Yeah, like that's it's still it's a weird that's a weird way to scale it. I agree. I, agree. I still agree that Morrowind is the best. But I think from a major publisher like PC Gamer, who they're they're up there with IGN, I think the real statement here with the list, whether you like the order or not, is that they put Starfield as the worst. Yeah. So I think that was a statement. And um, I think there, if you go read it, you can search for the article. Um, but if you read it, it's kind of, I think, more like it was a greatest hits. It was kind of an amalgam of everything, but also the fact that it was the realism is what killed it. The wanting to be NASA in space. Great. But shuttle simulator is a, I'm sure amazing out there, but I don't want to play that either. So um, it's, it's, that's what they were knocking. I think that that realism backfired a little bit. And the fact that there was no sentient aliens and things like that, but we'll get into all that. Um, so those are the notes on that. I think we should start because I kind of have a general feeling here. (laughs) I think we should start with everybody's positive thoughts on the game. We'll just go down. Each person can mention what things they were impressed with, what things they loved the most and what, uh, innovative things about the game really stood out to them. Um, and there are some, I mean, I have some that are spectacular. Um, I, again, I've played this, I look at my time played, I'm over five days here. So I've got over a hundred hours at least. So, um, I've played it a lot, um, and very deeply, not just rushing through the story. So I have a lot of insight and I'm sure you guys do too, but let's hit the positive first. Let's try not to derail (laughs) into (laughs) some of the other discussions I'm sure we'll have. Um, if there are no positives, then that's fine. Just say I have nothing to add, and we'll move to the next person. <laughs> so, man, I'm, I'm, getting a, I'm getting a strong sensation where this uh, this episode's going to be. Just, <laughs> it's not just us; like, it's everywhere. So, really, you guys got like a hundred hours in it. You must enjoy it a little bit. Like, come on. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, so, I, I do have a, I have a question before we continue. All right, go ahead. Do we get into spoilers at all? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah. I would say let's try to avoid. Um, How about everything up to New Atlantis, like the first time you go? I feel like oh, that's shit. That's okay. Well, that's, I guess that's yeah, pretty early. Like this, you, you get to New Atlantis pretty quickly. So there's okay. two. I can think of in my head. There's two critical main story parts that happen that are big. Um, let's stay away from those and let's yeah. just talk about more <laughs> mechanics, gameplay. You can talk about quests in general. But don't give anything specifically away, like about, <clears throat> you know. Let me give you an example. If we're, if we're talking about quote unquote monsters, um, mm-hmm. we can talk about them in a general sense, but not give away that one big thing that you find out after a certain number of hours. So, um, mm-hmm. you, yeah, I think we kind of avoid the spoilers as best we can. Um, okay. And uh, although I think most people listening to this have probably played at least. A little bit of it. I mean, yeah. I'm only level 16. I am not very far in the game. Uh, I will. Uh, I will invite everyone to keep in mind that um, some of the abilities that you have are literally in the trailer. Yes, exactly. So. No, you're right. No, I get it. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I'm fine. Okay. I'm, more, I'm talking about story spoilers more. Oh yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so I'll start because I only have I have a few. My number one thing that I love about this game, and you're gonna 
think is crazy, but this is easily the best lock picking game I've ever played. Weird. As far as picking locks, I absolutely could do that on my phone if they had an app that just did that. It's such a great puzzle. Yeah. There are uh, there are apps out there that are very uh, very similar. They're in a very similar vein to the lock picking. Oh really? Uh, yeah, they're just puzzle apps that like you, you just do to kill time or to exercise your brain a little bit. Yeah, it it is a thing. I think that they took inspiration from some of those for this lock yeah. picking. It's, I, sure. I, I, it's not original, but it's no. it's just it's it's very it's, cool. The whole so way fun. they handle tumblers. Yeah, mm. I, um, I do like the 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 fact that it is space there's there's a vastness to it there's a i, I and there i'm saying this and then knowing at the same time there's negatives to what i'm saying but i do like the traveling space going to planets i've never explored landing on some random point of the planet and wondering what's going to be there you know what's that that building off in the distance um that i'm going to have to hop to for the next 30 minutes you know what you know what is that building i'm i'm excited to see what's in there mostly um and i like the ship control i know it's caught a lot of shit but i actually am okay with it i actually enjoy the space battles now i didn't at first because it was awkward but now that i've got the feel of it i enjoy the space battles i enjoy that challenge it's not too much i enjoy the controls i'm sure there's better ones out there but for me i enjoy that a lot um and I, I like the, to a certain extent, what they're trying to do with the ship building. I like that, that you can kind of, to a certain extent, do your own thing. I'm sure once the modders have gotten hold of it, and maybe they already have, that it's going to go crazy. But I've seen the Millennium Falcon. I've seen the, you know, all the famous ships from fiction, and um, and somebody did the space shuttle and there's all sorts that have been out there and they're really cool. And I like being able to mod my ship when I can. Um, and I also love the fact that I can just take over a ship and just, <laughs> yeah. so those are the things that I like the most. Um, let's go to Gingerino. What's your favorite thing so far? Okay, let's see. Favorite things so far. I mean, the first thing I like is just the the obvious that it's like I didn't realize how much I wanted to play another single player Bethesda RPG. I don't know about you guys. Like as soon as I played the game, even just walking around, seeing the character animations and how you interact with the world, I'm like, oh yeah, this this feels like a Bethesda game. And I love that stuff. But I mean I cut my teeth on Bethesda's for RPGs. I really value the I think this is going to be a, I'm going to have a lot of shallow things to say because I'm not nearly as far as you guys are in the game because life <laughs> reasons. But uh, it, right. but what I do have, I enjoyed. So like uh, the openness of the game, I really like that you can pretty much go anywhere. And uh, when you actually like, I didn't realize that the map is actually as big as it is. Like I thought it was just like a bunch of small maps that you have to travel to. But I get technically speaking, I guess you can travel anywhere in in one straight line. It would just take literally forever. No, you can't. You, uh, well, apparently you can. I don't know. Uh, you can. Yeah, like, I mean, you, can't fly, you can't fly onto the planets. Yeah, I know that those are just still images, but I mean, I guess... No, you no, know. you can't. There's a limit, yeah. 
There is? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, when no. you uh, when you land, it basically generates like a Skyrim-sized map on the planet. So there, there oh, eventually, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. you do run into like an invisible wall, but I haven't done it naturally. Oh, I, I haven't done it. Space, but either I, I mean, I wouldn't want to friggin' fly for seven hours in the emptiness no. of space. Um, I really enjoy the ship and outpost building. I mean, Ooh. I haven't gotten much into the outpost stuff yet because I don't, I haven't picked a good place for it. But the ship building has been fun. Like I like trying to see what weird, wacky uh, mixtures I can make, even though I don't really have as many parts available at the moment. And I get overall the breadth of the game. I just there's something in there for everyone in a way. Like, I don't you know, there's a criticism I have in there, but I'll save that for the dislike part. But I like that there is a lot of different things about this game that you will enjoy and not not enjoy. Like I have found parts of Starfield that I thoroughly enjoy. Like I said, the shipbuilding is a big thing for me. Being able to explore and learn about this world that they've created. I love that kind of stuff. The combat is a lot better than their previous games, that's for sure. <laughs> like yeah. I just I like I like that there's something for everyone. There's clearly yeah, also what? things you I'll just like. in on piggyback on that gingerino. I like the gunplay. I do like the gunplay. Oh yeah. No, I like it's I'm not saying it's bad. I, I like it. It's way yeah. better than the previous stuff. It's I mean it's nothing than like the previous, yeah. Oh yeah, way better. Um Very it's functional. Like Destiny, but I mean Destiny is just a first person shooter. So it, well that's not fair. It should yeah. Be better. Yeah. yeah. But it's a yeah, I, I enjoy running around shooting people. Like it's fun. I don't need vats. Yeah. I don't need anything like that. I think it works <laughs> on its own. Especially with the booster pack, you know, boosting up and shooting <laughs> that, people. That's, uh, that's so, so much fun. fun. Isn't that the best? I was like kiting um what are they called? The Astras on a on the outside of Kila City. Those those dogs. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I was just like jumping over it and smacking it in the face, jumped over it, smacked it in the butt. It was so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> like just a ridiculous amount of fun if you want to have it, you know? Yeah, those are all good. Um, let's Jesse, give us your your abbreviated list of things that you loved. Oh my gosh. Um, so uh, I, honestly, first thing that comes to mind is the companions. Um, okay. I actually really like the companions. I know that they're very uh, they're a very controversial topic right now, but I uh, I love them. They feel like real people. Like um, there's a quest at the viewport that you can get if you have Sarah Morgan with you. Um, she has unique dialogue for it because it's literally someone asking you to go steal back contraband so that they can make a cocktail of all things. And if you accept it, Sarah Morgan's like, really? This is what you want to spend your time on? Right, right. <laughs> and yeah, I love there's an attitude there for sure. Yeah, and I, I know a lot of people don't like it because um, because it, it almost it makes you feel limited in what you can do. But that's, I mean, people have their own moral codes, and I, I like that. I like that, that all of them feel like people. Um, uh, so I think I think they're very well handled. I think the, the, the closer you get to them, the higher your affinity gets naturally you unlock like companion quests and stuff. Uh, do you have a favorite? All... They're all very well written. I have uh, I've only done Sarah Morgan all, all the way through. Uh, I'm currently on New Game Plus Four. Oh, okay. so, damn, uh, dude! Yeah. <laughs> I have more hours. I think I have more hours than you. How did you get through all that? I guess that's um, impressive. So know, there's if, there's some options. I think we should just leave it at that. Yes, yes, there are there, there are <laughs> options. I gotcha. I understand. Uh, you can more or less skip the main quest. Uh, yes, yeah. At some point, um, but basically, uh, yeah. It's just, I love the um, uh, I love them so far. I've uh, Barrett had some nice depth, though I do not find him nearly as charming as uh, he. Bethesda thought I would, honestly. I think he gets more endearing as time goes on. Samco, I haven't really messed with. Uh, Mostly Barrett, Sarah Morgan, and Andresia. But uh, I love them all. Um, (laughs) The main quest, um, 
I'll say that I think it's unfortunate that the main quest came, like, this is the story they went with now. However, I still thought that was really interesting outside of, like, um, outside of getting all the, the artifacts and all, all, the, all the other things. Um, uh, the story itself and the, you know, the overarching plot, I think, is really interesting. And I think they did a really good job with it for the kind of story it is. I think they did very well. Um, the writing in this game is actually improved, I would say, compared to previous Bethesda titles. Big time. Big time, I would say. I agree with that. I, yeah. I think they've, the, if you're comparing it just to their own games, they've definitely gotten a little bit better. Although I will argue that Skyrim, I actually really liked that story a lot. Um, oh, yeah, me too. Um, so, yeah. What else? Uh, Anything else, Jesse? Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, I, love, I do love the combat. I do agree. It feels really good. I've been, uh, I'm, I have a second character, but I haven't really played with it much. I, I've been using mostly one particular character, and that dude mostly uses shotguns, and the shotguns are so good. They're so varied, and the modifications you can add on them are fantastic. You can actually add slug, slug shots, and if you combine that within, with... Uh, uh, if you combine the slug shots with uh, internal modifications, like high-powered... Uh, you can. I, I have a shotgun right now that does like over 600 damage per shot, and it's fantastic. Wow! Uh, yeah, it's it, they, they reward you for investing in, in very specific weapons does, and like really. Does ammo get more common as you get further in the game? Because I no, no, I have shotgun, but I got nothing. I um, uh, so the caseless shotgun shells, absolutely. Uh, the 15 by like 26 uh shotgun shells. Uh, they are fairly common. You can buy a ton of those uh, at stores. Uh, the twelve gauge is like gold. Like they are, they yeah. are so rare. You have to yeah. dig for it. I, I swear. Keep forgetting that you can buy ammo. I haven't bought yeah, a thing that, in a games merchant in years. That's how you do it in this game. Like you go to every trade authority oh. in all the major cities and just buy up all the ammo. It's basically what I do. Huh. I guess yeah. Bethesda's bringing back the merchant. That's the first bit. skill yeah. that I maxed was my commercial. That's the first really? skill I bought. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, I think I've avoided it for so many years that I forgot it was an option. I'm not kidding you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the only thing that pisses me off about it is like you can find like a hundred caseless shotgun shells. Uh, I'm I'm thinking of the the UC vendors specifically on on New Atlantis. They will they will typically carry around three hundred of a particular shotgun shell, the one that gets used for the uh, the the breacher specifically those like 15 by 26 ones yeah. um yeah. but for 12 gauge when they do have it if they have like 12 rounds and that is it and it drives me up the wall i hate it because the the old earth shotgun is my favorite shotgun in this game wow and it, i can never have ammo for it um <clears throat> so um i do love the the combat i think i think they did really great with it um is the most stable Bethesda game yes. I have ever played upon release. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's a negative. We should put that in the negative side. <laughs> it's nice. It's nice to not... It, although I did reach the other day a game-destroying bug, and it's no. the first one I've had in a Bethesda game in a while, and I can't specify it because it is a plot point, but yep. there was a certain point where a fucking door wouldn't open and uh, uh, a robot was supposed to open the goddamn door and he didn't. And I did everything. I had to stop and watch YouTube videos cause it's very prevalent. Yeah. And then I, so I had to basically go back to an old save. Thankfully I 
you know, scum save and go back to an old one, went further back and finally found a point where whatever I did to screw it up, I didn't do the second time and managed to get past it. But that was frustrating. Yeah, I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. I have not had that. Um, the again, most stable Bethesda game I played, even compared to um, a lot of final builds. Uh, this one I, I've I've had the least trouble with. Uh, my first playthrough uh, before I got into New Game Plus, um, I had five crashes, one one broken quest because there's an NPC in New Aquila that just was running. Apparently, he was trying to like run to Aquila version of China because that dude was just taken off. <laughs> not all the intended. What path. you're talking about too? I know exactly <clears throat> the one you're. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was on a mission. I don't know what it was. Uh, and one NPC that was unrelated to a quest that went missing. Uh, it was just the 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 ship technician on Neon. That was it. I had never had a game breaking bug. Uh, into New Game Plus 4 at this point. I still have not had a game-breaking bug. I've had That's two good. more crashes and uh, no other broken quests, so I haven't even attempted that one in uh, Aquila City. Nice. Um, I think the game looks fantastic. I'm constantly like looking at people's clothes and just fascinated that I can actually see the textures in them. Like I, I love like it. your clothes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that, there's something about that. I like the, some of the, the uniforms, some of the uh they have one that is like i forgot what they call it but it you basically look like ripley from aliens you know with yeah shirt. yeah i love that yeah, one i love that can't you wear a worm as an outfit for a quest or something yeah. like that? i haven't i haven't come across that i have not come across I that, that i saw it on some game journalist website where there's a quest where you have to wear the carcass of a dead space worm Wow, but if you just awesome. don't finish the quest, you could keep wearing it. I'm, oh I'm fascinated, and I, I'm, I'm going to... I can't believe I, I missed that. I'm, I'm going to find that display room. Other feelings I don't want to disclose on this podcast. But here you go. <laughs> Let's push forward. I know, Jesse, I know you have more stuff you like. So many. So, so Let's push <laughs> forward a little bit. We'll keep talking, but I want to give everybody a chance to, to jump in. And parenthesis, it's your, your table now. What Only things you liked, and you can tell me to move on if there are none. But oh, um, well, I do have good things to say about the game. Don't okay. worry. All right. Fire away. So actually, I really like the aesthetics. Uh, I really think that the, uh, I don't know if it's correct, but it's the, the, I think it was described as NASA punk. And in my, I, my mind, it sort of comes to a 1970s NASA aesthetics. And that's, they hit it very well. I mean, really props to the prop makers and the, uh, the animation team for all the, Immovable objects, really good. Mm -hmm. Also, I like the boost pack. Yeah, when it's fully up upgraded, uh, it gives you some great mobility, and I always yeah, love mobility in games. I upgraded that one. I love the boost pack too. Uh, I would have liked it to have to give you more forward momentum uh, and not drain my stamina while doing it. <laughs> oh my god! You know how many times I hop across the planet? Oh my god! Yeah. yeah. There are uh, there are different kinds of boost packs, and the skip capacity boost pack focuses more on lateral movement than vertical movement. Yeah, oh, huh. I'll have to look out for that one. Yeah, also, that one took me a while to find. Also, this is probably not very useful enough right now, and perhaps not even for me. But I, I see great potential uh, for modding with the, uh, with the settlements and cities uh, for this game due to the the planet <laughs> and uh, and hail starship system. You can just Take a planet that already exists and just plump down a, a, a 
a, a point of interest and just say, oh, there's this city here. It's been there the whole time. Yeah, that's smart. I, I hadn't thought of that. I think that's I think that is just probably the greatest strength of the game. Probably you're right on the money there is the fact that that's why it'll be playable 10 years from now. Yeah. Mm. I'm still waiting for someone to put all of Skyrim on one of the planets. <laughs> yeah, it's going to happen. Know, I'm, so I'm so excited. Planet. I know. I did about it would be it so have good to be the original PS3 level of, of memory, but they'll get it on there somewhere. Oh, I'll make, I, they better include that bee that caused collision and made the car <laughs> fly up in the air. I just want a planet full of high collision bees. That's the only thing I want. There you go. There you so, go. parenthesis, anything else that you want to comment on that was a, a real positive for you? Well, I like the game gunplay. As, as previously mentioned, it's uh, it's not you know spectacular, but it is extremely functional, and uh, in new times, it feels well, good. So, thumbs up. Well done. Okay, there we go. Um, I appreciate that you can say nice things when you clearly like are not a yeah, good. Yeah, he's holding back. <laughs> I can hear it. Back. Okay, <laughs> it's going to explode. Okay, Remoran, only positive. Okay, uh, I'll start with the, I, which I think is the the biggest positive and the biggest negative is the scope i love that like i chose the wanted trait and like i think the first or second planet i was in um uh, a group of um uh, of bounty hunters came down and i killed them all and i stole their ship and that was my ship for the first like half of the game i thought that was incredible like no other game does that and which is why i think uh starfield is is pretty unique i also love um the crafting as well. I also use shotguns and my advanced coachman's final form of using explosive rounds is incredible. Like <laughs> blowing people up with my coachman is just one of my favorite things to do. Um, new game plus enough said. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I'll say the crimson fleet quest line, which without spoiling anything, it's basically like you have to find one piece, which is awesome. I just love that quest. <laughs> yeah yeah i like that one too that's one of my favorites too absolutely um i think i mentioned my favorite so now we can jump into the the chaos so um <laughs> sorry you well, gotta make sure you edit some like heavy metal transition oh my god <laughs> i'm gonna actually for his i'm gonna give the floor first to uh, parenthesis to get the discussion started. What what is one thing that you think is you're so disappointed in and, and is inexcusable? I think it is the time for the main quest line to get interesting. I'm I understand that Starfield is a Bethesda open world game with all that entails that you should be able to just ignore the the main quest line and go everywhere. That's that's fine. I'm I'm fine with with the, with the, the game start. You get the starship from uh, Barry or Barrett or whatever it's called, and then you can fly wherever you want, and you can go take up the quest line or not. That's fine. But for a game this big, for a game made by by Bethesda, they should have made once you step onto the main quest line, once you activate it, they should really catch you. I know this would mean major rewrites, major re rejigging, but. I began the, the main quest line, and I was so uninterested that I had to force myself to go back to play it so that I could talk about it today. This it's it's incredibly uninteresting at the start. It's just mm -hmm. uh, terrible, awful. If, if the mystery doesn't pull you in, it's not going to pull you in. 
I, I agree with you a hundred percent. I think for me, the turning point was, um, and this was out without giving spoilers. There's an event that happens on new Atlantis mm-hmm. and that, that kind of was the first time I said, Oh, I kind of want to see where this goes because before that I was like, I don't give a shit. I mean, this is boring and I, it's just not interesting and not, it just didn't grab me at all. And that, and that's parenthesis. We're in the majority. I think that's a big complaint. And I, and I wonder if this is a design decision because uh, when people complained about that, Todd Howard came out and said, well, you do know that we, we built this game to be played for 10, 20 years. So I guess the idea is that when you do that, maybe you make, I don't know, maybe you, because you can play the Skyrim quest, you can finish the quest by level five or level six, and you're done with the whole thing, and then you just play the rest of the game. I'm not necessarily saying that they need to do that, but it definitely gets better. And mm-hmm. uh, I do feel now uh, more of a draw to play the quest than I did at the beginning. At the beginning, I was like, that's a, I was just like you, parenthesis. I was like, I, I forgot it was even there. I was just doing a bunch of other stuff. I'm like, oh, maybe I should go check on this to yeah. see what's going on. Um, so that is kind of inexcusable. I agree with that. Did anybody get drawn in at the beginning? <laughs> I did. Yeah, me too. I, I like I like the grand mystery of like what the hell are these things? I thought that was interesting in and of its own right. The, I do agree that it does get boring, but yeah, once the uh, once the new Atlantis thing that happens, Sora, it's the main quest goes really hard and it's actually it's almost annoying to a point because it's hard to go back to doing anything else. Yeah. It it grabbed me. I, I it grabbed me and the only reason though, it wasn't because of the actual story, it was because my own personal character story. Like I chose a ex-gangster uh neon street kid and my thought was he he had a gang and something happened uh didn't go well and he got ran out of new atlantis or new atlantis neon Neon, which yeah which which is why he had the wanted trait so he was hiding and as a minor so i was already like i built that backstory and it felt like that it was real you know what i mean so So i don't think the main story role-playing yeah you really added you brought something to it that made it more interesting exactly but the main story itself is not really yeah the the the, (laughs) the main story itself is not really that interesting but with my backstory in mind it felt interesting fair enough um i'm gonna bring up the one pure evil thing that i think and i'm i'm very forgiving of it because i'm still playing it i'm gonna put it very plainly i like the game enough that I'm still playing it and I am enjoying it. I'm, I'm a, I'm the guy in oblivion and Skyrim that ran around and picked flowers all day. So I'm going on the planets. I'm getting a hundred percent on all the scanning and my scanning is up is the one of like the second or third skill I maxed out. I love doing that. And I, and it, and it fulfills something inside of me that's really stupid. I know, but I enjoy doing that and they do that. Well, the scanning, the way the scanning can help you, the way you can scan the planet before you even land now. And it, it just is really cool how they handle that. There are ways it could be better. They could mm. better handle the the fauna instead of the floor is fine, but the fauna is, is ridiculously difficult to figure out what you need to do. But um, you, the one thing that I think is unforgivable, and I know you guys are going to come back with me because you've played the other games and yes, it is present in the other games, but this one is inexcusable and it is, I don't know how this got past. I don't know how this got past development. I do not understand it whatsoever. 
especially for a game where the number one the number one selling thing for this game explore space <laughs> you're going to explore you are an explorer go explore go discover explore things look at things do things explore encumbrance is bullshit people <laughs> You're gonna go loading screens, but encumbrance. I thought encumbrance is bullshit. I that got me so good. I disagree. I what? Are you crazy? I'm on storage. From cup weighs just as much as a shotgun. Okay, all right, all right. I think I think that the the type of like how much things weigh. I think there needs to be rebalancing there. But I think encumbrance as a mechanic is necessary because otherwise that just allows the player to have a crowded inventory or just carry. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take you to task, Jesse. I want you to really think about what you just said. Absolutely. You make a game. Uh-huh. The purpose of the game is for people to enjoy it within the confines of, of course, you have rules in the game. Yeah. But what does that help? Immersion. I, I I find it immersion breaking when my character has a thousand pounds of lead shoved up their ass. Like, I don't know. <laughs> okay, you could take it the other way. I get it. I understand that. But yeah. I feel like this was ridiculous. Like, I, I would no, go into a base and I would be fucking weighed down the first time. And then well, my here- damn companion wouldn't shut the hell up. You know, oh, no, no, no. It, it is bad. This game, it is completely unbalanced in in Starfield. I will agree. The first skill I maxed was the strength skill, so I could have more carry weight because it was so Here's bad. The question: Why? Why yeah, as that, a designer would you make me use these hard earned things, these hard earned skill points that I got, I just know. to balance out the bullshit that you didn't do right? I don't know, and I I, 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 I will completely agree that it is totally messed up in uh, in Starfield. But I do think that encumbrance is an important mechanic, and I appreciate that it's always there. But I, like the only like the only like storage, the only infinite storage you have is in your room at Constellation. I'm sorry, my dog. Oh my god, my little safe in the wall has like yeah. so many damn resources. It's probably several thousand <laughs> at least. Wait, yeah. where is this infinite storage container that I can use? It's in Constellation. It's your room in Constellation. Yeah, okay, like, thank you, thank you very a much. Little, like, a uh, for me now. <laughs> yeah, there's like a little like cabinet or uh, or safe that. Well, and if you, it's really the only place you need to do research. So what you do is you get all of the resources, which are the heaviest components anyway, and you immediately go back to your room and put all the resources in there because if you go downstairs, that's where all of the research based stuff is. Yep. And there's not that far to travel. So you over encumber yourself. You get like two styrofoam cups and you can't fucking walk. And then you go downstairs <laughs> and then you can do it. Instead of like taking it to another planet or something, you just, it's all in one place. So that is helpful. I feel like a I lot feel- of the resources are meant to be mined through like outpost stuff as well, though. Mm-hmm. So yep. yeah. Well, there's, I also think there's a disconnect because I feel like there are people who are playing it like it's Fallout where you have to pick up everything because everything is useful for what for 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 like weapon crafting but it's yes. not it's not the same so you shouldn't be picking up everything you see inside of a base in the same way yeah, that you would fall out actually explicitly say that yeah, yeah but that but, seems so silly why would I, you it, then make everything pick upable if you can't pick yeah. up everything <laughs> he, he well, brought it up actually Remoran might bring it up he's talking about it yeah well on. no i was just i was just saying that um that it, it it's one of those things that 
like at first you have to you have to relearn if you've played a Bethesda game yep. you're you're conditioned to do this you're conditioned to just put everything in your bag by the way there's this little suitcase in in the research area that you there's infinite as well that you can just put everything in oh, um so, so you don't that. even have to do it in your room um but uh that's the weapon that. yeah but i after i stopped picking everything up and only picking up the things that i want especially like the ammo and stuff i mm -hmm. almost never had encumbrance issues okay but then you must not be upgrading your weapons because you need all those things that no. those extra things no, no, i am uh, no i am it, yeah, yeah, go ahead. You go. There's uh, there. I'm sorry. There's um, it takes a while to learn, but once you actually start getting into like upgrading stuff, you realize just what exactly what you need. Like if you That's want right. to focus down your weapons, you just need titanium and mm -hmm. a few other er, elements here and there. If you uh, <clears throat> so like there's tons of like toxin and nutrients and stuff like that. You just don't need unless you're getting into cooking and cooking. And you can track and you can track your uh, your crafting. You can track your crafting if you press like Y if you're on the Xbox or I, I believe over over a recipe. Yeah. And and yeah. when you're in when you're outside in the world next next to the thing that you need to pick up, there'll be a little magnifying glass, which means it it you're it's used in one of the recipes you're crafting. Yeah, which is a is a carryover from Fallout Four. That was one of my favorite features of that game. But uh, yeah, like there's if you're just focusing on your weapons and you don't really care about spacesuits, then you don't need polymer. You don't need textiles. You don't need like uh, 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 so many uh, uh, so many components that you but would the otherwise. That it takes to get there, and the fact it, that they are awful. available, it really turns yeah. a lot of people off and a lot yeah, of people yeah. away from exploring because you're supposed to explore. So, and yeah. I get weighted down so quickly, and then all my damage is doubled, and then I'm like, oh, "This is such bullshit." And then I use your companion, you dump it off on them. I know you can do that, but you did that in Skyrim too. But yeah. so, okay, that you, you, you happy go lucky people, you happy happy joy joy, whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna give you. I'm going to give you one you can't defend. Okay. I'm going to give you one now that you cannot defend. There's no way in hell you're going to pull this off. Okay. Um, Challenge accepted. <laughs> the power <laughs> of positive thinking, mother. <laughs> City maps. Okay, no. You oh, they're you're, awful. You're they're awful. Idea. Yeah, you win. That sucks. Even, ass. Beth even Bethesda acknowledges that they're awful. In fact, they released a tweet like a couple of weeks after the game launched that literally said, we realize that most people are upset about this, so we're going to add it to the game. The city maps are terrible. How could they miss that, though? They've had a year to to spruce the game up, and they didn't think no, that people no. wanted to know how to get around the city? It's terrible or non-existent? None of the maps. Uh, none of the maps really I exist. I had no a map. vision for something with how the game was supposed to be interacted with. And it just didn't it just didn't click with players. Mm -hmm. I think they were hoping that maybe instead of focusing on the map, you'd actually look around the universe and learn the the worlds that you're in and figure the maps out in your head. But it just it didn't work. It, and so I even think they for, recognized it. even for bases, I understand cities are, are obvious, but even for some of the bigger base ports that are not cities, there are some that are that are not generated. There are some that are there for a reason. Or there are big ships and space stations that you constantly visit later in the game. There's no reason not to have fog of war on that. Yeah, you want to encourage me to explore? I'll explore. But there's no reason for you to punish me and make me pull out my damn uh, grid paper that I have to go to CVS to get and put in uh, fucking grid paper just to figure out where the fuck I am. That's like 1980s, people. Absolutely. That was definitely... 
It was definitely a down. I, I hated how much backtracking I did doing side quests. Like, oh, I could have done this side quest on my way to the other side quest, and I didn't know that. So that's annoying. Yeah, is there anything out there to fix that? Like, is there a way to organize your quest by location? I, I, yeah, not, there not was. It was called with tagging this. multiple quests. You can do it in Skyrim and Fallout 4, and for some reason you can't do it in Starfield. I would constantly tag multiple quests because at least I, that way I knew where everything was in a city. Yeah. And I could just hit things along the way to yeah, the main one. Yeah. But you can't do that in Starfield because you can only track one quest at a time. It's awful. Like, maybe the maybe the point of that is like they recognize that players would do that in their games and they're like, no, in Starfield, we want them to focus on one quest at a time. So like, I don't know, Seriously. maybe we need to try that. Maybe I just need to do one quest at a time. But like, I, that's not how I want to play. Right. And it wastes my freaking time. Yeah, no, it's a it's an artificial game length. I was just gonna say they should have had at least a, a second field next in the quest log that shows where the where you got that quest, especially in the activities section, where it says mm, talk no, to this no. person, and you're like, where the like, if I want to do all the quests that I got on Neon, I should at least have a little thing that says you got this on Neon, so I can just track each of them individually versus. And you the know, fact that I randomly. have to put my scanner on and I have yeah. to turn my head to my groin every time I want to figure out where the fuck I need to go. <laughs> All right. Penis as in clairvoyance. Guide yeah. me where I must go, my penis. Yeah, give me clairvoyance, please. Because at least that one, it was in front of you in, in Oblivion and Skyrim and you could see the trail. And this one, in half the time, it doesn't show up. I don't know why, but... I mean, you don't have to look at your feet. It should appear a few feet in front of you regardless uh, whatever anyways yeah no that i think we can all agree that part's not necessarily no. the most efficient and well designed and they've pretty much admitted that themselves especially about the map all right so those were my big gripes does anybody have any else they want to share let's go back to parenthesis we haven't heard from parenthesis in a while is there another big gripe that you have with the game yes and it's both mechanical and immersive and it is the economy Ooh. so so Skyrim takes place in a, a fantasy world. Uh, Skyrim, the Elder Scrolls, the fantasy world, the Fallout takes place in the post-apocalypse. In these worlds, I think it makes sense that when you go to a, a, a even a major vendor, they have a, a, for you at least, fixed amount of currency and, uh, and a fixed amount of stuff. The, these are not industrial societies or economies. But it's the same thing in Starfield. I, I, have, I have all this pirate loot. I want to sell, I'm killing all these pirates. I want to sell. Oh, you only have so much money? And it's not because you don't want to accept more, which would be fine, but hard to implement. It's because you literally doesn't, do not have more currency and you only have so many med packs and all that stuff. That's, and there's nowhere I can go on the internet analog and buy something in bulk. What? Right. Right. It, it, that takes me out of it. I understand it, it would be a major change. I understand that this, it would, you would need to nerf the value of everything you pick up. I would be fine with that because at least the, the major quest would mean that I would still buy all the stuff I wanted. But why is it that I have to wait for your inventory to refresh so I can buy more space parts? It's literally a society that revolves around spaceships. I can't tell you, in parenthesis, <laughs> how many times 
had to go find a fucking chair and I had to sit in the chair and I had to wait for 24 hours. It happened yeah. to me like just about every play I go through. I have to do that. I so have not done this once, but I, I feel the pain of not being able to like people just don't have enough money. It doesn't make sense for the economy because in a, it, it's an economy where like a bag of pickle sticks costs like not pickle sticks, like fried pickles is like 50 credits and a steak is like 150 credits. And so, so why is 5,000 credits? Like, you're telling me this major retailer, this major vendor, even the government-ordained vendor, like the UC distributor in New Atlantis, only has 5,000 credits to play around with? It's absolutely absurd. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. And it, honestly, it wastes player time, which is one of my biggest gripes about games in general. Like, I understand wanting realism in a game, which matters to a point, but then you have to ask yourself, like, are we wasting our players' time? Because they're going to do what Sora did. You're going to go to a place, yep. sit in a yep. chair, hit a button and wait on a bench for 24 hours, which isn't very realistic, by the way. Yeah. And then you're going to go back and buy more shit like it. Just don't waste your players time. Let them buy this stuff already. Mm -hmm. I agree. That's a good one. Parenthesis. I, I agree with you. Uh, Rimran, what's a what's another negative uh, that that bothered you that hasn't been mentioned? Anything? The biggest negative, it, it, I mentioned this, is because it's also positive, is the scope. I just think that, and it, it, it breaks the immersion, and I don't think there's, a, there's an easy answer for this. The game is huge, and because of it, they have to like kind of cut corners in terms of immersion. For example, and I think this is the biggest example, is the fact that like, there's only one city inside Jemison, New Atlantis. There's like only one city yeah, inside uh, the, the planet where Aquila is. You know what I mean? Aquila, like that, yeah. it takes, it, it completely takes me out. And again, there's no, there's no good answer for this. And I think that is the biggest negative to me because it feels oh. like in, in a lot of ways, it feels like the game is a lot of different parts um, not put together right, but that's because the game is so expansive um that it, it, there's no other way to do it which is why i think it, it really is just the, the 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 setting that did this like the next elder scrolls game is not going to feel like this it's going to feel like a, a, a one consistent world but because of how big everything is it, it just you know the only the, the only city that does do it well is by the way is neon i i i do because it makes sense I you know it's neon. an inhospitable inhospitable planet you know it's it definitely the best city in my view, and then Aquila's next. But um, I know when they were developing the game and selling the concept to us that they were really pushing the fact that more than any other Bethesda game that's ever been released, you're going to be able to walk into every building. You're going to be able to... The cities are so deep, and, and no, they're not. I mean, don't I mean, say that. And they're they're just not. I've tried it. Aquila, you can't half the buildings, half the stuff in Aquila. You can't do. So look at the dungeons. Look at the dungeons. Look. Um, and the random ones and the story one. Well, mostly the random ones. When uh, eventually, if you play the game long enough, you'll it, you'll encounter the same dungeon again, the same yeah. layout. Yeah. yeah um, you'll several times you recognize though. not just yeah. the assets, the the layout. Like is exactly the, the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. which which breaks the immersion and again it's the scope that's doing this and it, mm -hmm. and i hope i hope that they don't try to make like the next elder scrolls like uh, a one-to-one -one scale map or like like they're trying to do like they try to do with this because i i feel like it hurt it 
Would they have been better doing the Outer Worlds uh, philosophy where you have just like four or five planets and this one solar system and that's it? Maybe. I mean, maybe it's again, this is why I, I say it is both the best thing about it and the worst thing, because like docking into a space station and like traveling the 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 stars it really truly there are times where i felt like this is i i've never felt this feeling in any game that i've ever played and that's true but also there are times when i i like i'm in uh, aquila and i look around and i think like this is it aquila is kind of small if you think about it relative to the entire planet and that's the only city like that's not how real life works it, jemison would be full of cities you know oh, but yeah. you can't yeah. do that because the, the exploration, yeah, it's kind of weird. Like I get that same feeling, the vastness of this game. It's like, man, I can go anywhere in the galaxy, and that's super amazing. But then it's like, I have to travel to this system to go to this one little junk town, and then I have to travel to this system to go to this big city, mm -hmm. and there's nothing else yeah. on this on the same planet, or even in the same system half the time. Yeah, it's crazy spread out. I I think Jemison is the worst offender because that's the first planet everyone went to. It's even yeah. named after an astronaut from Earth. So, like, it, it doesn't make sense for there to just be the one city and there to be almost nothing else in that system. The only time I actually remember there being multiple settlements in a system is Purima, because on Purima 3, you have the Red Mile, and then in the same system, you have uh, Paradiso. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, it, I mean, think about it. In the story, I think... Um... The UC or the UC and um, the Freestar Collective uh, made a, a, an agreement. They did a, a, a pact that they would only settle three systems each. Um, so each of them have three systems that kind of are theirs. And there's only pretty much one major city in, in all yeah. three of those systems <laughs> for each true. of them. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any uh, sense. Yeah, not, not on each planet, but one period in the entire... In yeah, all three systems. System. Yeah. You look at Aquila City and it's ramshackle and you're like, this is mm -hmm. the this is the capital city of this entire... Yeah, that Ooh. one. Okay. Uh, I mean, I guess it depends. I like some really... of the quest there. I really like that city because of the quest and because of the feel of the way of the Old West. And that was kind of cool. I like the aesthetic a little bit more maybe than you do but it was definitely dry it was definitely like i was done with that city after i don't know a couple of plays i mean there wasn't much more there um the the quest wise you you can burn through those pretty quickly mm -hmm. and it doesn't help that one of them breaks consistently yeah oh yeah uh, i actually had to look that one up online too the one you were talking about so um so I, I think so. We've hit hit on some big points. Um, well, I know that I, got, I, I had one. one. I, got I one. had one. Okay, Ginger, you know first, because then we'll go to Jesse. Okay. Yes. I mean, aside from some like pre personal like preferential stuff, like I did not enjoy the digi picking. I know you did. Oh but, my god, uh, I love it. I I don't. I but I I don't like the mini game thing. But you know, like you can auto scan through it, I right? Know, but you only have so many. Anyway, I also keep calling it pidgey dicking by accident, and it makes me laugh every time. <laughs> um, yeah. And we've already touched on the exploration, like not just the encumbrance, but I also feel like exploring in general is a little more cumbersome than it is in Fallout and in Skyrim. But I don't know how you can solve that. So, you know, that may I just have to accept that uh, the thing, the big gripe for me. And I guess this is also kind of a criticism of the game industry in general, is that like so Bethesda, arguably one of, if not the biggest game developer that everyone's paying attention to at this time in gaming. 
and they're releasing this game that's been hyped for years. It is supposed to be the biggest game of the decade, whether that's true or not, we, we can argue about. And this game launched with an accessibility feature to change the font size, and that's it. And for me, that was the biggest letdown. Like, the, you look at all the contemporary games nowadays, the mm -hmm. level of accessibility and features you have to help people play your game is there's just so many options. And this massive game released, and it was just, that was clearly not a priority. And for me, that's very disappointing. Not just because I have some accessibility issues myself. I can get past it. I've learned how to. But it's just, you've cut off so many other people from playing the game at the at the start. And that just sucks. Well, and, and I would also argue that it, Yeah, well, I'd also argue it, that it's not that difficult. I mean, there's enough tools. There's enough. We've we've progressed enough as designers throughout the the years that now accessibility. There's you know an awards at the, the game show for that. So it's it's a big deal. People have been doing it for a long time. It's inexcusable when you have that many people working on a product for 10, 15 years that you didn't have that on your bullet sheet. Yeah, and a lot of those people mm. probably have accessibility issues themselves too. Exactly. Like I didn't. I don't know if it's found somewhere else. But did you guys see like a colorblind mode anywhere nope. at all? That, that's no, actually no. what I was. That's actually the first thing I thought of when you mentioned accessibility. There is none. I'm not colorblind, but sometimes the uh, the higher contrast is uh, is helpful. A bit much. And like I yeah. um I have like chronic tinnitus, uh, so like Oops. I always have this constant ringing in my ears. I have to really not use my scanner a lot because it activates that right which is like that's wow. not a big deal but like the, the ability to change noises in the game even like that that's right. not a hard thing to do it's just it's just a slider that you give your players the option to control themselves in the settings right like you don't have to make a big thing out of it uh but mobility yeah, there's issues, not a whole lot of custom customizing options in there at all actually so it, it's, it's font size right now last time oh. i checked anyways i don't know if maybe they updated it but the last time i checked it was you can change how big the, the letters on your subtitles are when you're reading. And it's like, that's out. That's it for people mm -hmm. who, uh, I don't know. That's to me, that was just a huge letdown. I agree with that. Jesse, what's, what's your, what's your big dis gripe? I, I have a, I have, I have two biggest gripes. Um, the biggest one that I cannot get over that it's the I, temple mini game, isn't it? No. Oh my no. god! That's Don't my even bring that up. That's oh, my no, second no. one. That's my second one. The oh first my god. one. The first one I hate so much is the difficulty. I hate the difficulty in this game. I was playing on normal for a while, and by like level twenty, I was like, "Well, this is not challenging at all." Like, I, I feel, I feel like I, I, I had to go back and check and make sure that I wasn't on easy. So I bumped it up to hard, and then I noticed almost no difference, and then I bumped it up to very hard. And I need you all to understand, I am not good at video games. I love video games. I'm not good at them. There are a very small handful that allow me to like, like I was good at FTL for uh, when, when I was playing that excessively. I'm okay with like Darkest Dungeon strategic stuff. Um, uh, Bethesda games, like I'm okay with them. Uh, I love Fallout 4 survival mode. That's the only reason I play Fallout 4 because it's, it's so good. I like that there's realistic damage. Even though we're past that that fad of everything having survival and crafting, I love realistic damage. Yeah, I understand. I that. love yeah. it. I want to be able to shoot someone in the face and have them die. Yeah, and I absolutely. don't think I don't think that's asking too much. But even like 
the higher the more I level, the more bullet spongy everything is. And if I turn it down, then I'm immortal. And I hate it. I hate how there's no balanced setting. I think it is ridiculous in 2023 to release a game that has you fighting stuff constantly and not have any sort of realistic damage plugin. And what is really crazy is I can't even get reliable mods for this. In right. Fallout 4, there, there are some, but even in Skyrim, what few survival mode uh, mods there are do not do much to balance the damage, and I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Or if they do, they add like a bunch of other combat features that I'm not looking for. And I, it, it, it's so it's so incredibly hard. It's so well, incredibly what about hard. the environment? You you can't shoot out lights. You can't break glass. I could shoot a glass wall all day long, and it's still glass. Um, so yeah. I mean, I, I honestly, I mean, that's just to that to me. I don't have as big of an issue with yeah. because that's just like this isn't a thief game. This is Bethesda, and I don't expect that kind of thing. However, it would be cool. I won't. I won't deny that would be really. But the really difficulty cool. is like a constant thing that you're running up against. Right. 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 Yes. And the I, mechanic you're engaging with that makes that grates on my nerves. The second thing is the Temple mini game. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't hate it for being the mini game that it is. I don't hate table who said, Hey guys, I got an idea. No idea. I have no idea. I just, I hate it though. And I absolutely hate it for slightly different reasons. I do think that it's extremely repetitive. However, I think that repetition would be more forgivable if the temples actually had more substance. You're telling me that these ancient structures that we don't know who made them. We don't know where they come from. We don't know how long they've been there. Just that they are. For all we know, they pre-exist the very planet that they're on is a single room. And there's nothing interesting in it to fight. The, after all these millennia, nothing has crawled in there. There are no heat leeches. Yeah, there's nothing There's nothing that has grown inside there. There's no... It would be an ideal fight, right? It would be it an is, ideal... I don't know if any of that qualifies as spoilers perfect. for you, by the way, Sora, for editing purposes. But I'll no, say no, I don't here. think it does. They're I, in the trailer. Okay, I just, yeah. I, I'm just you putting an audio... You see them around, and, and um, you can actually get to them pretty quickly, so... Yeah, um, you can even discover some of them by accident. It's yeah, um, I know. They're just they're supposed to be these secret hidden thing and it's like, what's that on the horizon? <laughs> Weird. I wonder what that is. It actually bugged yeah, on me the first time I did it. The first time I did it, um, I went through the you know, you have to go through the, the dots or whatever. Um mm-hmm. for twenty minutes. For twenty minutes I was I was jetpacking through them and and it didn't open up the way. And I was like Am I doing this right? This is the only thing. And I went back and forth, and uh, my wife was like, why don't you just restart it? And I was like, nah, I just didn't get it. I just don't get it. And then I I went around, I did it again and again and again, and nothing. And I restarted it, and it worked. Is there a specific thing you have to do? I thought you just have to float through the dots. Yeah, you Uh, do. I floated through the dots for 20 minutes straight. Uh, and yeah. It took me uh, a while, the first temple I did. Uh, For some reason, when you're on your last dot, they come and go really, really quickly. So if you're at a particular point in the room, you just can't make it before it disappears. Oh. I don't, I don't know who thought that was a good idea. So I was flying around and getting dots for like ten minutes, 
And I always find like I think I think that they're dis- there's no way that they want me to do this for ten minutes straight. This is either bugged or I'm missing some. So I just waited until one was nearby and then I got it before it faded away. Uh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And I, I mean, again, I don't know who thought that was a cool idea either. Even even one minute of that is just. I have currently on my quest list. I have six temples that I'm supposed to go visit. I'm not gonna do them because I hate it. Like it's not fun. I don't. No, I understand. I avoided them too as much long as I could. There are two powers that I seek out every uh, every time I do them, and after that, I do not care. I I I spoiled that gravity wave and supernova because they're amazing, and then I don't care after that. I do. And a lot of gamers are doing that where they're just like, "This is stupid. I don't want to do this." So like me. I just went up and looked all the powers up and which temple they're at. When I get that temple, I'll go to it. But it's like, I shouldn't be looking that stuff up because your game has a really bad, like, like that's just, it's really what, not engaging. What, what's not really fun. fun is you don't find out what temple is what. I don't think, I, I think that the temple locations are procedurally generated, right? Yeah, they pretty they much are, are. Yeah. So there's yeah. nothing to so do. So I don't think that you can actually find what temple you're at until you actually discover the location. It will say Temple Alpha or whatever. I know, else. which I'm very disappointed uh, about. So I'm right, just not going to get them. <laughs> right. Unfortunately, they also, give, they, also give, um, they also give a lot of XP. So unfortunately, um, it's one of the best yeah. ways to level. Yeah, that's and true. It's so boring. Uh, it's, Especially oh, okay. if you've slept and you and you drank your soda or whatever the water uh, is. Water. I, oh, I only get to play 45 minutes when I play a game. I'm not spending a quarter of that going to a planet and floating yeah. around in a room. It's, I'm sorry, um, it's not happening. I don't I don't mind that they have this tiny mini game, honestly. I think it's engaging enough to not be like awful and awful. For me, it's the traveling though. Like it's the it, Going it is to the, the system, landing, walking 500 yards because oh my you can God, land. Yeah, and there's like 20 land close enough. Yeah, yeah. There's like what 26 of them, something crazy like that. Yeah, like, there's there's well, so and- many. But my my issue, honestly, this is the, the my complaint about the temples at large. Uh, in a larger way, is a complaint about dungeons in general. I don't mind that they reuse dungeons because I understand in a procedurally generated world, you have to have procedural procedurally generated locations. And if you like, most Bethesda um, most Bethesda dungeons are handcrafted in a way that they have basically blocks of dungeon space that they assembled together. So that's why a lot of them, like the textures are really recognizable. So can, that's we why clar- like- can we clarify something real quick? Because oh, I've played over a hundred hours, maybe close to 200 and I've never seen or been in this quote unquote dungeon you're talking about. Uh, is, so there, there are different locations. A, okay. Oh. What is a dungeon? Explain it to me. So um, the, the dungeons in this game, like when you think dungeon, you're probably thinking of like Skyrim and the Draugr crypts or whatever else. Um, I think he's using the classic definition of dungeon in like gamey terms. Where it's yeah, where it's essentially is a interior cell that has a, a more or less a path or multiple paths in it, enemies that spawn in, and a reward at the end. So like yeah. a cave system could be. Okay, caves, I know. I've been in a hundred caves. I've been yeah. in mine mines where they mine underground and they have that. I've done that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Research Those facilities. Yep. Are they Those actually are... called dungeons in the game? No, no, no. That's it's no. an older gaming term. Okay. Yeah. It's just yeah. It's into yourself. Damn, I'm missing out on something. I'm like, holy no. crap. No, no. Uh, I'm I'm using I'm referring to all of those subterranean, like right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the the mining facilities that have ecliptic mercs all over the place and stuff like that. Those are all those are all what people are considering dungeons. I don't go in caves. They're so 
they're so awfully stupid. They're just that's where the NASA realism comes in. It's like cave systems are are, are stupid. They're just dumb. Maybe yeah. there's one monster in it. Maybe, m- maybe. And I've maybe. been in hundreds and hundreds of them. They're so unless you are even the minerals because I'm a scanner. I go around and scan. You're telling I can find that stuff on the surface. Ninety nine yeah. percent of that stuff I find on yeah. the surface. You know. And you know what actually is. You know what's in a lot of those caves. A rock pile. A rock pile yep. that for some reason yeah. has ammo and Which, money and oh, clothes. What is it? The rock pile, yeah. yeah. Looks like yeah. somebody took a poop. Yeah, or or the dung <laughs> pile. The dung I mean, pile yeah. is very common outside of caves. You got to give but... the players something for their time, right? So it's like, yeah. well, let's get some loot. I don't, I don't really have an issue with that either. But yeah, I my, get my... like three iron. Oh, good. Oh, that's that was I, worth my hour. I feel like we're nifty here. Point. I have an issue with the fact that you have procedural generation and you don't incorporate some of that procedural generation to generate dungeons randomly. Instead, you procedurally generate where a select few of a pre-constructed dungeon are. I think that's the issue people have. If they had gone like the Daggerfall route and had some of these dungeons be procedurally generated themselves, Uh, like the interior. I see what you're saying. Yeah, like the... the, I I think that would have been more interesting. I think people would have less complaints. You're right. It's it's the procedure generation is is instead of because they still wanted to do hand it's like a middle ground. They didn't want to do they wanted to do handcrafted dungeons and they didn't want to do too much uh, procedure generation. So the locations like where those dungeons are are procedurally generated and then it chooses yeah. between a list of of handcrafted dungeons that they created. The problem is is that there's yeah. not that many of them, so you start seeing them uh, all the time. Yeah. Yep. But I, you I feel like we're, we're you'll run into that cryo uh, research facility that you have to go through the vents of. Oh yeah, my yeah. gosh. That, you'll run into that one a few times. And a I, few? Again, yeah, yeah. A lot, I don't, a lot. I I don't mind that they reuse dungeons like that. I, I I really don't. But I don't think that they added enough variety of them. And again, I think the temples are an enormous wasted opportunity. They but see the first time I went to that facility. The first time, the one you're talking about, the cryo one, where you go crawl through the vents. It yep. was it was fun. It was really cool. I was like, was. oh, this is this is badass. The second time, maybe not as badass. The fifteenth time, I'm like, fuck this. You know, what's the point? I mean, mm-hmm. I've already done this on five other, six other planets. I mean, yep, it's so frustrating. And and then why can't I call my ship? So if you want me to explore and get minerals and get all this other stuff, and I'm walking like 30 minutes in one direction, and I don't hit anything that's fast travelable, mm-hmm. I have to fast travel back to my ship, and then I have to rewalk all of that to get back to where I was mm-hmm. because you can't fast travel unless it's a structure. So well, I, I would love uh, to, it doesn't have to be a structure. It can be, it can be, I mean, there, there are structures. No, like, structure I can, is a classification of, of, of uh, points of interest in the game. No, no, I can land anywhere that. on any planet. I get that. Yeah. But my point is if you're just going after minerals and you're not going for places i should just be able to call up my radio and say hey guys i have a crew of 15 can you guys come and just fly the ship over here so i don't have to fast travel back and then lose my space lose my space when i fast travel that's very fair actually i can appreciate that 
Yeah, there's there's a lot of ways that the game could be streamlined and made more efficient. I mean, hopefully they will, because I mean, Todd's talked about how they want to update this game into the future. So, so I mean, what, let's do that. Let's since you you kind of fed into where I was headed. Let's take a. We could talk forever about other stuff, but let's let's focus on if we were sitting across from the table from Todd's team. What's the one thing that you want them to work on immediately? to make the game a better experience for you. And I will pick on Gingerino first. Okay. Um, off the top of my head, I would say find a way to make quests a little bit more streamlined so that people can know where they're going to go and how they're going to spend their time getting from place to place. Because I, I, f- I feel like just that wasted player time is kind of where the biggest complaints come from. You could ex- You could extrapolate that to cumbersome exploration or what we were just talking about with procedural generations and dungeons and all that kind of stuff. But that would be the first thing that comes to mind is making things like that more streamlined. The stuff that the player is running into over and over again, you know, don't make it hard for them to navigate that space mentally. Fair enough. Jesse, what's your one thing you want them to do? You're going to, I know there's a lot, but what's the one thing you want them to fix right away? More variety in dungeons, more dungeons, uh, and <laughs> just, just add more to do with, uh, with interior cells and stuff. Cause that, that, that's a lot of the reason why a lot of people play Bethesda games. The dungeons have always been really fun and really good. I mean, everything from Foral Host to the Dunwich building. Like, I think I think that's what a lot of people are looking for when they're looking at points of interest. And when you don't have that, you, you're, you're going to have people that are disgruntled. I think modding community will help that. Unfortunately, they use that as a crutch too often. And they probably are in their meetings like, well, somebody will mod a bunch of stuff in that's really cool. So... Um, I, I've I've never all never entirely agreed with the notion of Bethesda relies on the modding community, but if they don't actually add some variety to to dungeons, then that is literally that is them relying yeah. on. That's modders. like when Fallout seventy six launched without NPCs, and they realized, oh wait, turns out NPCs are a core part of our formula. It's like Starfield launching without these like hand like what you're talking about. More dungeon variety. Yeah, like it's. The thing I love about Skyrim caves is I go into a cave and I learn a story while I'm there. Like that's environmental cool. storytelling. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Parenthesis. What's your number one thing? You're sitting across looking at Todd and you, you point your finger at him. What are you saying? Wear less shiny clothes. True. I think I would tell him to revisit the skill system and, and rework when higher ranks unlock because it is really prescriptive right now. Like uh, I wanted, I, I eventually I got a cool ship, but I had to put more points into pilot to get it. Fair enough. Then I figured out that to get more points on pilot, I need to kill more ships. Okay, <laughs> that but that sends me down a certain path roleplay wise that I might not necessarily want. In this case, it was fine. Then I then I dipped into the stealth uh, tree. The, the stealth ability that required that required me to to level that one up to kill people in stealth mode to make stealth kills. Um, that one I was less okay with because that's not why I wanted stealth. I wanted stealth because I, I, don't I wanted kill. to I wanted to avoid killing people. I, I don't didn't, in the game. I don't mind killing people. That's fine. I'm not a pacifist in game. I can't be. But 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 I chose stealth because I wanted to be pacifistic in certain cases. Mm-hmm. So, so, so this is actually something they can do. I don't know how they should do it, but they they could do it and they should do it. 
The um uh the Ryujin questline literally requires you to be a pacifist stealth guy. Yeah. You have to infiltrate several companies and you at some point you have to infiltrate Ryujin itself. So Yeah, uh, one of my favorites. And they literally get mad if you kill any of their security that turn hostile on you, so I actually like, killed the whole fucking facility, so Go for it, sorry. I, I just I once you I tripped, once I tripped the first alarm, I'm like, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not going back to save. You are all gonna die. So yeah, I killed. I did. I didn't kill anyone. I just speed ran the whole thing. Like I just, I, you just ran I away while they were shooting times. at you. <laughs> yeah, I literally. I do, the, uh, I, I do love the. I do love the the Mission Impossible type like reward suit that you get from that quest line because you do yeah. look like a like secret agent. That's yeah, pretty neat. Cool. I will agree with you though, parenthesis. Uh the gymnastics, if you ever take a, a skill point in gymnastics to get the next rank, you have to take fall damage. The game is literally telling you to go break your legs so you can get the That's next so rank. Crazy. <laughs> so stupid. All right. Remoran, what's your one thing you want him to fix? I want to be realistic, so I'm going to do an easy one. Um, the crafting system, how you can track those recipes, it's just not well done because, like, if you track something, it, at least I haven't figured out a way to track what I'm tracking. So there might be, like, it, it might show the little magnifying glass at, next to an adhesive, and I'm like, uh, I thought I already made that, but it, it, I'm tracking something else that requires that adhesive, and... Mm -hmm. I tracked it like like 40 hours ago and I don't remember what it is and I, I have to go and look for it to untrack it or I'm just going to see little magnifying glasses on all these adhesives that I don't actually need. So I, I streamline it in, a, in an, a way that I can easily track what I need and what I don't. I do like the tracking, but it can get confusing. I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. It, um, you have, when you track something, you have to track everything in that recipe. You, mm -hmm. So if if you are like if you if you have a ton of something, there'll still be a magnifying glass, and your brain will probably still say, "I need that," and grab it. When in reality, right. all you need is titanium. Yeah. Well, and that's that's good to learn over time. So yeah, I, I get that. All right, my my one thing is gonna be is gonna be maps. Although I was going between something else, which I'll tell you in a second. But maps for me is fog of war. I mean, come on, people. That's you, you, you know, I'm looking at. Uh, something for my map that looks like it's from uh, King's Quest 1983. So it reminded me of Tron. I mean, it's terrible, and it's oh. just not. It doesn't work, and it doesn't match the technology that you have on your ship. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't add. You know what I mean? The narrative of tech it doesn't really fit. But the only other thing I would say is. And I'm I'm sorry, Jesse. This is gonna upset you a little bit, oh, okay. but okay. goddamn it, I'm so fucking tired of my goddamn companion lecturing me 24 seven because they don't like what I did, but they told me to do it, and then they shake their finger and they get mad and they're like, "Well, ho hum, you shot that person and you shouldn't have." And I know I told you three minutes ago that I love you and I'll follow you to the ends of the earth, but gosh darn it, I quit. And then, damn it, Sarah! No one asked your opinion. Sarah is annoying as fudge, man. <laughs> I know. Oh my god, she's good, good like writing, my though. third grade teacher. It's like everything I did was wrong, and it's like you really shouldn't do that. Okay, I'm not gonna romance you. Sorry, but <laughs> yeah. Oh, are man. there any bad companions? Like, like I don't think there are any no, companions that 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 like or not like, but don't dislike um, killing. 
Like I feel like uh, or killing Andresa them. is the closest you will get. But she's still she she's, likes I've, it when you're I, violent. Yeah, but I was doing the Crimson Fleet quest line with Andresia in my uh, party, and and I brought her specifically for that reason, and she was upset at all everything I did. So I was like, the only person I can bring is Vasco, who's just neutral. Right. I, I feel like there's no <laughs> bad <laughs> companion. Yeah, she, it uh, is. It's sorry, morally frustrating. It's more. It's frustrating that that the moral code is out is out of whack. It's kind of out of balance because. And one thing you're trying to get us to sympathize with like a little bit, the Crimson Fleet, and you're trying to get us to sympathize with some other characters that I won't mention uh, in the game. And you're trying to give us that alternate path, but then we get punished. But then the other thing is really funny. I'm sure this has happened to some of you is um, the instance where my companion left because I, and this was accidental because the motherfucker walked right in front of me. I'm like, you walked in front of my gun. You mm-hmm. walked in front of my gun. I did not shoot your ass. You walked in front of my gun. Word and ball. so shot him. And then she left. She's like, I don't like you. And so she left. And then I go back to, uh, what is it? The UC uh, captain or whatever, the one I have to report to. And he's like, I'm very disappointed in you. You, I'll give you one more shot. And then, and then in the next second, the guy's bipolar. In the next second, he's like, well, thank you very much for helping us out. We really appreciate you. I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, the game breaks down a little bit. You know, it, happens. It, happens. it happens. Isn't there a vacuum that if you, like, accidentally shoot it in Constellation, they ever, they all hate you for some reason? Yep, they will they will turn hostile. Sorry, you actually <laughs> like, had that happen to you, didn't you? <laughs> this vacuum belongs to our great-grandmother. How dare you? Yeah, all of Atlantis will come after you if you do... <laughs> One wrong thing. Yeah. No, it's it's a great game. I don't want you to get get the wrong impression. If you've never played it, you should play it. <laughs> After we complained a, for a solid hour, it's a good game. You, you can critique things that you love. No, no, no. I know, I know. It was just funny timing. Person. It was yeah. just funny timing. I'm not saying <laughs> that the critiques are legitimate. It was just like, oh, this game makes me so mad, man, but I love it so much. It is I'm really good. calling you Sarah. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was, it was just it. really funny. Come on. Funny's funny. I don't care what you say. Okay, Sarah. <laughs> I that's will, what I'm gonna, I, that's I the will, new Karen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, also add accessibility there. That's my last part. All right. uh, there you go. Um, so yeah, I, go play the game. It's it's fun. I think they're going to over the year. You know, if I had the choice, I probably if I could have gone back and talked to myself and avoid the FOMO, I probably would have said wait a year and play it a year after its release. Um, because I do think in the next year, a lot of things like the maps and things like that are going to work themselves out either through the company or through mods. And I think it'll be an, an incredible game. I think that the, the, the vastness of space that also leads to that incredible loneliness, but also these more planets are going to be more populated if you engage with like mods or the DLC, whenever that's going to come out. And uh, it, it's a good platform. But I would, if I was going to rate my top Bethesda RPGs, I would not put it ahead of Fallout 3. I would not put it ahead of Skyrim. I would not put it ahead of Oblivion. Vegas, I would not put it ahead of Vegas. Um, I think this game feels like uh, Outer Worlds as far as graphics, as far as development, companion system, skills. It feels like a dated game it doesn't mean it's bad but it feels like a game that should have released 10 years ago 
it just it just does it just doesn't feel when you have played ball when you have played Baldur's Gate 3 or when you have played hell cyberpunk and then you jump over to this game mechanically and I'm not talking about even story it's just inferior it doesn't mean it's bad no but it's inferior mm-hmm. it just it doesn't do some things as well as others have and that's too bad i think and my concern is that looking ahead to the next Elder Scrolls or any other product that uh, Microsoft Studio releases that may start with A's. My concern is that, is this acceptable? Is this now, is this, is Bethesda, Bethesda's okay with it? They're okay with it. Is this, this is, this is fine. Yeah. I mean, I don't know guys. I mean, Baldur's Gate three, it just, it just destroyed everything else. And Baldur's Gate three is really good. Yeah. And, and, and cyberpunk as much as crap as I gave it because of the Rubik's cube thing, it is a great game and it is beautiful and and stunning to look at. I do not very rarely do I find, and then I'll catch crap for this, but very rarely do I find myself like I did in other Bethesda games, sitting maybe in a place and looking at the beauty of the rocks. I just don't. I mean, even the planets that I went to that had vegetation and forest, and it just, it felt old, older. And again, not a problem, just something I'm noting that I wish it was more modern. I would say it's it's a good game, but it's not a great game, at least not the game that it could be. In a lot of those senses. Yeah. But it's still great. It's great. Mm-hmm. I like it. <laughs> yeah. I will say that uh I was I was excited for Starfield uh like the past like four or five years, almost entirely because uh it meant that the Elder Scrolls Six was next. <laughs> and and once once the information started coming out, I started getting excited. And then when I uh when they started dropping like more hints about what the game was about and everything, I got really excited until I was I was actually like pretty hyped. I didn't have any any crazy expectations. There were some things that I was hoping for that were in the game that weren't in the game. But I will say, longer you play it, the more surprising it gets. Uh, yeah, in in a good way. There's um, I agree with that. I agree yeah, with that. I will avoid spoilers, but there are features yeah. that not a lot of people are talking about because they're very rare. Mm-hmm. But they're no. the kind of thing that they're the kind of thing that I was like, it would be cool if they did this. But I know Bethesda, and I know their lazy asses won't do that. And they did, and I was shocked. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, and. Okay. Yeah, I, play the game, guys. Play the game. It's a yeah. Game. Play it. Play it. Give yeah. it more time. Spend more time with it. Look past some of the things we've talked about because we we're frustrated because we're passionate. We're frustrated mm-hmm. because we we've recently played some games that got it right. Certain things. Not. I'm not talking. About, I'm just talking about mechanics. Even so, yeah. uh, you know, inventory systems we didn't even talk about in here. Here and it's a mess. And the fact that I have to go through four different menus to get to something is ridiculous. So it, it could be better. So we'll mm-hmm. leave it at that. We don't have any fan mail today because I didn't look and read any because I have to be in a certain frame of mind. Pro- it's probably for the best. Let's be honest. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <probably for the best. laughs> we welcome you. Go ahead and send it to us. That's fine. Um, Avowedcast at gmail.com. And, you know, when I have taken my pills, I will sit and read it. Um, anybody else want to do a call out to how people can find you? Gingerino, what, what's going on with you? 
actually i'm gonna i'm gonna wave a shout out to myself uh partly because i'm i'm on a slight hiatus from my own podcast gotcha, right now gotcha um so i'll be back hopefully but i have some mental health issues that i i need to attend to before i go back to podcasting on myself um but there's someone else i'd like to shout out for if that's all right please all right so there's this guy on youtube uh, his name is centigraphs s-e-e-n-t-e g-r-a-p-h Yes, like sentences and paragraphs. He mixing those two words together. He's currently doing a Pillars of Eternity lore through right now. I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with it. Yeah, it's like he goes through everything when he gets a book and, and, and he's out of combat. You know, he reads the book. He talks about the lore. He basically takes the viewer on the adventure of learning about the world very thoroughly. So like if you enjoy Let's Plays, but you've always hoped that the, the gamer really gets into the lore like really gets into the nitty-gritty details of the world i highly recommend checking centigraph's playthrough he's i think 40 episodes into pillars of eternity one because again this is you know i know we talked about starfield but this is a vowed cast so it's kind of related yes it is related it's like, very yeah. related and i and i'm gonna check it out i had, I, had no idea i every day at work like I, I, it's obviously better if you watch it um, but having played the games already myself, I'm I'm just listening to them. So I just turn them on and I listen like audio yeah. and I'm loving it because like he talks about like what he's doing, where he is. He uh, externalizes his thoughts. He reads all the books. He's contextualizing everything he does. Like, I don't I think he's humble enough that he would probably say he's not the greatest. But honestly, I love I love the way he does everything. So like I'm I'm singing his praises. That's cool. Man. Maybe we Check. should get him on sometime to talk about it. Yeah, that yeah you cool. should reach out to him, man. He's a he's an awesome dude. I, I've emailed him a couple times and yeah, cool. his content's great. So anyone out there, Pillars of Eternity, let's play very thorough about the lore. It's calling it a lore through. Check it out. I love it. That is excellent. Jesse, where can people find you if they want to see what you're up to and what you're thinking? Uh, I do have a Twitter account, but I don't use it very often because I uh, I realized not long into using it that wow I hate Twitter. Um, X, yeah, X. <laughs> How dare you? I still call um, it Twitter. Yeah, everyone does. I don't think X is that's a, a, a Mean Girls situation. Stop yeah. trying to make it happen. Um, I do have still I still have my world building project that I'm constantly working on. Uh, I would like to make it a tabletop RPG if anyone is interested in it. Um, is that the denim? Uh, yes, denim. Yeah. Still, oh. still, still making good make, making good progress on that. Working on a on a uh, a province in on the map that uh, I'm very interested in. It's based off of the American Southwest, but with a medieval. Uh, a medieval vibe to it. I'm, I'm really I love that. It. Yeah. I love that. Um, it's uh, I'm heavily inspired by Cormac McCarthy. So there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of blood meridians DNA in uh, in this province. It's called the Hanum, and uh, I'm 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 having a lot of fun with it. Uh, besides that, um, I do have an Instagram. I'm into Legos. I don't know if anyone is. That's um, cool. Yeah, I have a, an enormous Lego collection. Uh, Jesse's bricks you'd like to that, that is so cool dude i'm adding you that is i'm gonna follow you that is amazing i have a, a few projects i'm working on one that i'm making really good progress on i'm hoping to take to a couple of uh expos uh whenever they get uh make their way back around to my area and oh, i'm sorry my dog is trying to jump in my lap um and besides that, I have a guild in Sea of Thieves that if anyone would like to join, hit me up. Uh, okay, good to know. The guild progress does not go up very fast. Uh, 
And there's a thousand levels to it. So it is the tribe unmourned. So if any of you want to hit that up, go ahead. I'm, okay. I'm looking at your Lego thing right now. I love the one of the guy mowing the lawn. The guy mowing the lawn. Am I looking at oh, a different okay. I'm sorry. okay. Uh, it is there's a, there's apparently there's two Jesse's bricks. One has oh, an underscore you, and one does you not. Traitor. You traitor. Is it the uh, one without the underscore? It, mine is the one without the underscore. It has a little orange spaceman as the person. Oh hot damn, this is way better. I'm just kidding. If, if Jesse's <laughs> underscore bricks is listening, I'm just kidding. I mean, it probably is. I don't. I don't. Holy sh Did you make that polar bear by yourself? Oh no, that was a that was a that was a an art uh, an art museum that. I okay, thank the Lord, dude. I was like, oh uh, my god, uh, uh, they were having a, a, an exhibit on Lego sculptures at a nearby art museum. That one, that polar bear was really cool, though. Was oh, that your cat? Yes, that's hell yeah. Fun. All right, that's I'm a fan. Awesome. I'm a very, fan. very cool. Very cool. Um, okay, parenthesis, where can people find you if they want to see what you're up to? Well, I do stream at Twitch under the handle Command Objective, and it's mostly narrative games, but uh, it's lovely, it's fun. Please come and join me. What are you working on now? Have you what's the most recent one you streamed? Well, right now I'm going through uh, uh, Road Warden, which is a lovely little. Well, I guess it's an RPG visual novel thing. It's really lovely, lovely sepia-toned art uh, novel concept. And then I'm playing through the adventure game Siberia. Oh, I love oh. Siberia. Oh, I have so many memories there. I have to get into that still. Yeah, and it's cheap. You can buy like the whole collection um, of the games. I saw it for like five bucks. You get them all. But yeah, that's a, that's a good one on PC. I, I enjoyed that quite a bit. Um, Remarin, what what where can people find you? Uh, just on Twitter slash X um, at Sir Remarin. <laughs> Don't sound so sad. That's it. I <laughs> am. I, I, Twitter me. man. Twitter man. I I'm kind of on it sometimes now. I'm not really on it that much I'm anymore. I'm the same. I barely yeah. get on there. Unless I have something I'm trying to hawk or something I'm trying to advertise, you it's know. It's an awful platform that I <laughs> It's so sad that it's been, yeah, it hasn't, anyway, never mind. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. You can find us at Avowedcast on, on X. Um, that's one X, not three. And then you can find us uh, by emailing us avowedcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys for listening. We're going to, we'll try to squeeze in another episode before the end of the year. We'll probably do one more before the end of the year. And then um, hopefully maybe at the game awards this year, maybe we'll hear something. I'm hoping um, they have been a little more forthcoming, obviously in the past few months. So we'll, we'll see if uh, we get a little more glimpse at avowed. Um, anyway, we appreciate you sticking with us while we all wait on that in, impending PR flood, hopefully. Whatever you said or didn't say that possessed him to think that this was his only option, keep it to yourself. <laughs>